This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Well, well, well. Our team is on a big winning streak. They've been playing very good, getting timely goaltending, getting timely scoring, not making as many mistakes as they were making in that long, dreadful seven-game losing streak. They are fighting their butts off to get in the playoffs. But just like in any other playoff push, when you're on the fringe, whether you're just in the playoffs or just out of the playoffs, sometimes you need some help from other teams. Last night, the Bruins took on the Stars, so we all wanted the Bruins to beat the Stars. The Jets would take on the Ducks. We all wanted the Jets to beat the Ducks. But these were two very close games. The Stars took a 2-0 lead into the third period. The Jets game would go into OT, tied it two apiece. Would we get the help from each team? Well, let's get to the highlights and find out. Krejci tries to rake it out, 20 seconds to go in the game. Pattern against Pasternak. Up pops up, Marchand finds it, Pasternak scores! David Pasternak swivels it around Kari Lentinen. That may be a death blow for Dallas. 11.1 to go. The Bruins with an incredible free goal third period comeback. From 0-2 down they lead. Now the Bruins really, after the first period, to a man, were far more determined to win battles down low. That's a good read right there by Pasenak. Now there's a battle along the wall. He gets a little help from Nash. Do you know what this game reminded me of? And I went back and watched all of it. The Stars dominated the first two periods. They really did. They played a really good game. The Stars came up with some big performances. Tyler Sagan played well. Jamie Benn played well, and they were in control. Then you get into the third period, and it reminded me a lot of the Blues-Nashville game when the Blues were ahead 3 to nothing and dominated the first two periods, and then Nashville came in and just blew apart the Blues in the third period. The Bruins did the same thing. Thank you, Boston Bruins. With that loss and the Blues win last night, the Blues go three points ahead of the Stars in the playoff race. The Blues have 87 points and the Stars have 84. Now let's get to the Jets game. It was a back and forth time game. It headed into overtime, but you could just tell, I think, that the Jets had the momentum and they were going to win this game and they did in OT. The Ducks get a point, but they do not get two points and the Blues are doing the best they can to stay in this playoff race and secure themselves a spot. But Thank you, Winnipeg Jets. Brian gets the loose puck, and he does. With Shifley across the line, in for Kyle Connor, scores! Kyle Connor goes back-to-back from overtime winners! And the Winnipeg Jets hit the 100-point mark and establish a new franchise mark for points gained in a season. And Kyle Connor, with his 28th of the year, 
So, the Jets and the Bruins helped the Blues out. I'm sure not intentionally. And the Blues took care of business at home against the Canucks. 40 seconds in, the guy who had a goal in the previous game, who's not been real great this year, Patrick Berglund, gives the Blues a lead at one to nothing with a beautiful backhand goal. Rick wide to the captain. He comes into the net. Backhander. They score. Patrick Berglund. 40 seconds in. Well, good hands by Jake Allen in the blue zone and move that puck ahead. And boy, is Patrick Berglund finding some confidence at the right time of the year. And obviously, Steen was replacing Tarasenko the last couple of games, but now Steen's back there. Steen talks to him a lot, gives him confidence, but Petrangelo jumps into the play. Nice little pass. So big for you to get ahead so early in the game. And Patrick Berglund, I've got to give the guy credit, has played a couple of very, very good games. I've not been a big fan of his all year, but I give people credit when they deserve it. And the game against the Bruins, he played well. And in this game, he played very well. That would be Berglund's 11th goal. Petrangelo gets his 36th assist. Sweet pass from Petrangelo. Steen set up the play, gets his 30th assist. 40 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. They played pretty good for about a minute or two after that. Then I think Vancouver dominated the rest of that first period. The Blues were on their heels a little bit. Jake Allen made some very good saves to keep the Blues lead at one to nothing. Vancouver had 12 shots on goal. The Blues only had four. So going into the second period, the Blues need to increase the shots on goal. They need to start playing a little bit better defensively, not allow so many shots on Jake Allen. And that's exactly what they did. The Canucks would go on a power play, but it wouldn't be the Canucks that would score. It would be some hard work from Kyle Brodziak to knock the puck out of the Blues' defensive zone and then go chase after it and then give Patrick Berglund a beautiful pass to get the Blues a 2 to nothing lead early in the second period. In a foot race, oh, gets it to Berglund, short-handed, he scores! A short-handed goal by Berglund! Kyle Brodziak is out of complete gas. And at the last second, he's able to get his blade on that puck chip it away in the neutral zone and then make a great pass behind him to an oncoming Berglund. Reaching out now, he's going to have to do it here again. One hand on his stick, he scoops it around, gets two hands. Right over to Berglund, who, oh my goodness, does he casually fire this puck underneath the goaltender. I mean, he made this look easy. That goal was the result of Kyle Brodziak and Kyle Brodziak only. He was wore out at the end of a shift. He's trying to kill a penalty. And he just goes max effort, knocks it out of the defensive end, goes after it, beats the Canuck player to the puck. Patrick Berglund's in the perfect spot, puts one past Nielsen, and the Blues are up two to nothing. Just a great, great play by Brodziak. I can't say enough about Kyle Brodziak. I just can't. It was a perfect, perfect play. This guy is such a hard worker and a key to the team. That goal by Berglund would be his 12th of the year. Brodziak gets his 16th assist. Four minutes, 44 seconds in. The Blues are up two to nothing on that shorthanded goal. The Blues did outshoot Vancouver in that second period. They turned the tables on Vancouver. Like I said in the first period, Vancouver carried the play even though the Blues took the lead early and got 12 shots against the Blues four. In the second period, it was almost the exact reverse. The Blues got 11 and the Canucks got five. But the Canucks would get a power play. They put a lot of pressure on Jake Allen. And just seconds after the power play was over, Sam Gagne got
got his eighth goal, 14 minutes, 47 seconds into the second. It's a game again. The Blues are still up, though, 2-1. to one. Blues back to full strength. Here's Hendrickson in center, and Gagne scores. It was Hendrick who bumped his slump last night. Now Gagne ends his, his 150th career goal. The Canucks are within one. Well, it's not going to be a power play goal, but it might as well have been. Beautiful pass, Henrik Sedin to Sam Gagne. Colt Pareko just loses Gagne. He's facing him, but he's too far away. And Henrik Sedin feeds it through, and you can see Pareko is turning to Gagne, but he's too far away to stop Sam Gagne from getting a stick on it and getting it by Jake Allen. The play of the Sedin brothers was key on that goal. The perfect pass just right in front of Jake Allen. Not much you can do on that if you're Jake Allen. Great goal by Gagne, his eighth of the year. Henrik Sedin gets his 43rd assist, and Daniel gets his 29th assist. We're going to head into the third period now, with the Blues still up 2-1. to one. Another quick goal would happen very early in this period, and Vladimir Tarasenko just put a slow, slow puck through the legs of Nielsen. Gets his 28th goal, 14 seconds in, to give the Blues a comfortable 3-1 to one lead. Vancouver coughs it up in front. A shot. They score! Tarasenko! And it's 3-1! to one. Darren, that was a changeup through the legs. Not sure how this didn't get stopped, but you're right. Just a little knuckler that he maybe turned the hand over at the last second face-off win to open up the period. That's good preparation there. Into the offensive zone. Tanev tries to reverse. Gets caught up because Schwartz is right there. Yes, he did. He just turned his wrist a little bit on that backhander here. He's got it flat and then goes back against the grain. Oh, my goodness. Just absolute change-up knuckler. That was most definitely a very strange goal by Tarasenko. He deked a little bit in front of the net, put it backhand. I don't know if he intentionally didn't put much on it. Tarasenko gets his 28th goal. Schwartz gets his 32nd assist. 14 seconds in. The Blues are up 3-1. to one. 17 minutes, 31 seconds in. Some very hard work in front of the net by Dmitry Yashkin gets him his sixth goal of the year and gives the Blues a 4-1 to one lead and an eventual 4-1 to one win in this game. Now Sabotka gets it back for Pareko. And a shot to the net. They score! Yashkin! That's 4-1! Yashkin on the doorstep, paying the price, doing some of the dirty work there. And boy, he has played some good hockey here down the stretch. Maybe find a little bit more confidence, a little bit more personality, and happy birthday to Dmitry Yashkin. Yeah, he gets a goal on his 25th birthday. Some hard work in front of the net gets Yashkin his sixth goal. This guy would score a lot more goals. I'm not saying he's going to be a 30-goal scorer, but he might get 15 a year if he put the effort in and got in front of the net like that every game. He's a pretty big guy. I think he's around 6'3". He's got the potential to give you 10 to 15 goals a year if he works hard in front of the net. That would be Ashkin's sixth goal of the year. Sabotka gets his 19th assist. Tage Thompson gets his sixth. The Blues go up 4-1, to one, 17 minutes, 31 seconds into the third period, and that would be the final score. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Canucks 25-20. to 20. Face-offs, the Blues won that battle 55% to 45%. Both teams had three power plays. Both teams were 0 for 3. Hits. Vancouver outhit the Blues 17 to 12. They also outblocked the Blues 17 to 12. Vancouver had six giveaways, and the Blues had four. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews, where we're going to hear from Berglund, Brodziak, 
and of course Coach Mike on the Blues' continued success and looking forward to the game against the Blue Jackets. Break a sweat scoring that first goal, 47. Yeah, I was pretty sweaty before that, so that was good. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have scored. So, I was pretty little pass by Petro there to get it to you into the slot. Yeah, great, great play. I came came in full speed, and I figured I'd just kind of put him on the net real quick, and uh, he wasn't really ready, so it's a good start. Project play on that second goal was really a thing of beauty. I didn't even expect he was going to make that play, so he gave me a breakaway, so it was a good job by him there. What's, what's he meant to this team? Just, it seems like he's working so hard out there, Brodzio. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's paying attention to the details. He's doing all the small things right, and uh, you know, this year he, he really has been, uh, been rewarded uh, of this good play, so hopefully he can uh, keep going. Have you seen a game not go to overtime? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to move on after 60 minutes, yeah. You get that overtime goal in Chicago, so what's it like to come here and get a two-goal game, your first multi-goal game of, your, of the year so far for you? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it feels really good to score goals always, but uh, this time of year, it just doesn't matter who scores. We just need we just need the, all the points that we can get here to get into the playoffs. What have been the last week or so for three goals in the last six games? Do you just feel like things are breaking for you there? Sometimes the puck just kind of bounces your way, and... Uh, been doing it for me lately, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, you can find the, the right spot on the ice to, to put in a few more. In. You also said that he wanted you guys to come out with complete desperation earlier today. So for you to do that to score so quickly, how do you think that that set the tone for the rest of the night? I mean, obviously, it was a great start for us to to get a goal in basically in the first shift. But after that, I think we kind of were slacking a little bit, too many turnovers uh, in the neutral zone even a little bit in the second period as well. So, But the third goal in, in the third period was, was obviously really big for us. It was huge for us uh, to come out, you know, first shift of the game, get a big goal like that. Um, you know, I didn't think uh, we were very good the rest of the first period. I thought the second period was maybe a little better, but, um, you know, not great. Uh, fortunately, we, you know, he buried another one shorthanded, which which helped. But uh, third period was, was a little better, a little more like our game. And, uh, you know, it was a good thing we, we held on for the win tonight. Kyle, at what point did you get a sense that he was coming in there where you can kind of curl that puck in there to him? Uh, I knew I knew uh, right away that uh, it was going to be uh, there was going to be two of us. He was he was coming um, pretty close behind me just from the way the play happened at our blue line. Uh, I didn't. I was just hoping I was going to be able to get there. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, gas left in the tank, but. Uh, yeah, thankfully I got to the puck and uh, and he made a nice finish. I know it's tough to talk about yourself, but that kind of effort on that play just kind of epitomizes what you guys need to be doing. You feel like you really stepped uh, up there. I mean, yeah, it was uh, just a you know I, I can't remember how it exactly happened, but uh, I was able to break um, you know break it up uh, in the middle of the ice. I think Bergie might oh sorry, sorry. Bergie might have had good pressure um, you know before that. I can't remember exactly what happened, but. I uh, just got the puck out and gotten a little bit of a foot race, and uh, you know, luckily I, I got there first, and, and Birdie was coming in. Is this what you guys are doing though right now? Is just making those hard plays, and and, and it's paying off in this well, last I stretch think of games. The first two periods, uh, I don't think that was, you know, uh, you know, really the way we've been playing the last while. I thought we were uh, a little slower, a little softer on pucks, weren't weren't playing as hard, and allowed it to kind of be a 50-50 game for the first two periods, and. Uh, you know, we got to make sure, you know, we're playing a pretty quality team tomorrow who's, uh, who's playing good hockey and we're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do a better job from the start of the game tomorrow. Like maybe not as well played as some of the other games, but the result you can... Started to pick it up a little bit in the second, still, <clears throat> still wasn't quite on top of, uh, uh, 
quite on top of the way that we've been playing as of late. Um, and liked our third period. I thought our third period was better. Uh, you know, it's funny that you you would think you want to score a goal your second shift of the game, but you know those are quite often our times and games where you necessarily you, you might not necessarily. Mike, you said a couple of days ago that you started to see signs of Berglund starting to come on now. Yeah, I look back at last game and I thought he was really physical last game and uh, and so obviously there, there couldn't be a better time for a guy like Berge to start finding some confidence and feeling good about his game. Um, you know, I I would say that you look at that that line as a whole. You know, when when Steiner's there with Berge and Brodzi and just the way that we use them, and and uh, you know, it's funny this this game. Obviously, confidence plays a very big part in it. Well, you know, I think sometimes players make the mistake of looking for a goal, you know, or an assist or a point to to gain confidence when when really the the ways that you can do it are they're always there for you. It could be a penalty kill. It could be a good defensive shift. I think for for Bergie when he really started to digging into the role that that line's provided for us as far as you know a real sound checking, aggressive forechecking, hard in the offensive zone line. He's slowly built more and more confidence in his game, and uh, and starting to show. Mike, it seems like when you feel like you've said all you can about Cal Brunziak, he goes out and makes a play like that. Yeah. Do you feel like he just keeps one up in himself? Yeah, he's he's well. You know what? I, we have high expectations for Brodzi, but uh, but he's showing that he's a gamer. You know, with more opportunities, making uh, more plays. He's, 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 you know, I continue to say this. He's not taken away from his game and the defensive effort and focus that he has. Um, how we trust him in all areas. His battle level is so high, um, but uh, but he continues to find a way to to make things happen out there and uh, and impact the game in a positive way. That plays right in front of you. Can you, you know, touch on that play for a second? Well, it's, first off. To, to, to win the race, to win the puck, but to, to have the vision and, and understand um, that, you know, that Berge's got to step on the guy to be able to make that play. You, you know, a guy like Brozzi does not make that play ever if unless he knows that Berge's clearly in there because obviously you're killing a penalty. Then, you know, if there's a turnover at that time, that's a pretty high-risk play. But he knows that Berge's there. He just has to put it into space. Um, but it's one thing to know it and, and, and think it. It's another thing to execute it. Those kind of plays that you've been getting here in this last stretch of games, just reminiscent. Well, hard working style. Yeah, hard work. That's what we are. That's how we're successful. You look at the goal that uh, that you know that Vladi gets tonight. That line, they they didn't they didn't score a tic tac toe real pretty goal off the rush. They scored a goal by getting it in on the forecheck and and winning a puck battle. Great F one by by Schwartzy. Uh, great stick. It's those little things, and then obviously um, scoring a goal. Vladi's at the blue paint when he scores it. So. Um, you know, that's what you have to do this time of year to score goals. Yeah, I thought his first period, you know, it took him a little bit of time, but as the game went on, he definitely got better. And uh, and I thought his third period was the best, which is a good sign for us. He, I think he recognized the game was on the line. You could see him getting pucks in deep and, uh, and you know, doing what we needed to do to make sure we got this win. Better about that, the overall play in the second and third period? Yeah, second period, I thought we were a little too cute. You know, shifts where we're not shooting pucks, shifts where uh, we didn't have the net front, you know, uh, some turnovers that, that we got to make sure we get out of our game. But the, the, as the game went on, I thought that we got better with that focus. How about Jake's play? Really good, really good. Um, you know what, I, I think that they were the better team in the first period tonight. Uh, allowed us a chance to, to get into intermission and, uh, and collect ourselves, uh, still having the lead. Yeah, I'll have more of an update for you guys once once I get the update here, but uh doesn't look good, I would say. Is he making the I'll I'll let you guys know more, but but uh
I, I would, I can tell you that that he's not going to. Yeah. Like Sammy Lay uh, called up today. Yeah, we had a couple question marks. So uh, um, obviously, uh, just won't, we have to protect ourselves there. Well, I would say that they are the hottest team. You know, when you when you're on a streak like that, uh, they're playing exceptionally well right now. I've you know pre-scouting them. Uh, in their game against Boston when we were getting ready for Boston and watching uh, that was our A game um, you know they, they look really good and so uh, heck of a challenge they're sitting there waiting for us and um, you know we're going to be short manned here and uh, obviously with the travel the back to back games so uh, you know what those are those are fun challenges to, to uh, face it looks like he's been a lot more noticeable lately yeah yeah, well, the, for me, that's that's where Yaski scores his goals. That's where that's where he's got to go. He's got to be in a hurry to get there. Um, and uh, but yeah, he's been physical. He he's getting involved. He's strong on pucks. He, he, you know, I tr he's a guy that I definitely trust in his defensive game. Um, so certainly, uh, you know, again, how difficult it is this time of year to score goals. You know, when you have a guy that's got that kind of size, that frame, that strength, and he's willing to go to the front of the net, then uh, then that helps your team a lot. Well, I'm not. I'm not focusing on that. You know what? We're, you know, when you look at that, we've we've gone from a team that uh, that had game. You know, other teams had games in hand on us, and now we have you know games in hand on other teams, um, or you know, worst cases that we're even. Uh, I don't think we're behind anybody, and so it doesn't feel like you've made up ground, but you have. I know. I say this every time, but just a huge game for the Blues. Every game now is a huge game for the Blues. Big game by Berglund. It's been a long, long, long time coming. I don't know what's up with this guy. He's done this the last couple of years. Isn't real great throughout most of the year. And then he has a period of a couple of weeks where he'll score four or five goals. I personally don't get it. I don't care why it's happening. I'm just happy that it's happening. Tarasenko gets a big goal, although that had to be probably one of the slowest goals he's ever gotten in his life. That puck was probably only going about five miles an hour. I don't know how he got it through the legs of Nilsson. Just amazing. And the hard work by Yashkin. Man, I wish this guy would do that every game. He's got the body to do that. He has the body to sit in front of the net, push people around, and just stand there for the rebounds or get a deflection. I wish he would do that more. Maybe he can grow into a player like that. I certainly hope so. As I said, back-to-back -back games for the Blues. They played Vancouver last night. They're going to have the Blue Jackets uh, tonight. That game in Columbus is going to be tough. They are hard to beat at home. I mean almost impossible to beat at home. One of the toughest home arenas to play at this year. They've got a good team. Panarin, Atkinson, Bobrovsky, and Goal. These are some good, good players. Uh, they've got young players, and they're going to be good for quite a while. They've only made the playoffs, I believe, three years out of 17. But uh, this year, they're going to make the playoffs, and it'll be the first time they've ever made the playoffs two years in a row. They're going to be a tough team to beat in the Eastern Conference. They really are. And if anybody thinks they're not going to be, they're wrong because they've got a good defense. They've got a strong goaltender. I believe he's number ninth in the league overall in goals against. They've got great young scores that can bring it. I think they average right around four goals a game scoring, and they average just a little over two goals 
a game giving up. So they're going to be a tough team to beat, and not a lot of people are talking about them. A lot of people are talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I don't understand why. Well, I guess I do understand why. They've won two Stanley Cups in a row, but this is not the same Pittsburgh Penguins team over the last couple of years. They're not as deep as the last couple of years. And Sidney Crosby's older. I believe he's 31 years old this year. I don't think they're going to win a third Stanley Cup. But getting back to the Blues, if they play their game, cut down on shots, and not allow a lot of pressure on Jake Allen like they did in the first period of the game last night against the Canucks, they've got a good chance of winning this game. I don't expect this game to be a high-scoring game. We know the Blues normally don't score a lot. I see this game as a one to nothing, 2 to one game. I just think this is going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a back-and-forth game. I just hope the Blues can give Jake Allen some support because he's just been playing lights out, and I would hate to see him play well and have the Blues not score enough in support of him. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this edition of the Drop Podcast. Let's hope the Blues can win tonight against Columbus. Like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I hope that Jake Allen will have another strong game against another good team. Until then, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues! This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.